Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. Josh is here. That was a weird way of saying it. Hi. Hope you're all right. And uh, welcome to today's episode of... Murder Hobros, we're on City of Mist episode 5 and uh, I really have enjoyed these last couple of episodes. I think there's some funny bits in this one too that I think you're going to enjoy. Before we delve in, there is a reference in this podcast to some of Lee's masterpieces. When we play, we use Roll20 which I think is a great free web-based application that most of you guys, if you are um, role players online, will know of. It's brilliant. And uh, I got into the habit of using images and uh, maps and just art, really, for helping to visualize things for, for my guys. And I made some blueprints, including a blueprint of the Nouveau Grand Graf Zeppelin that these villains are stealing. At one point, there is a reference to Lee's masterpiece. On my lovingly prepared art and maps, Lee regularly draws penises. Huge, gigantic, veiny, phallic things. Or other really obscene and disgusting, vulgar displays, really, of his artistic pro prowess. That's what he's talking about at some point. There is also a reference to an artist called Cy Twombly. Uh, he's real. So if you really are curious, Cy Twombly is a brilliant artist and I stole some of his work for my blimp, my imaginary blimp in my fake world that my friends play in. So if you are curious, you can always Google Cy Twombly. He is pretty special. Finally, before we jump in, there is a reference to a drink. I'll talk to you more about that. At the end. Hope you enjoy the show. Bye. guys last game you had uh, pixis join you as this necromancer um that you'd excluded for various reasons i guess and he's joined you and the team is now a four piece obviously the mission is to scale somehow the white star tower and steal the zeppelin the graph zeppelin that will be moored on the inaugural flight um, as a restaurant, the Nouveau Grand, and steal it, take it to the landing strip, and pass it over to the ground team. We went through, essentially, as a since the inception of episode one, you've had one, two, three, four, five days. It is now Saturday, 
August the 10th, 2019. He spent a montage basically going through the motions of preparing, uh, resulting in a boy being raised from the dead, used as <laughs> a, a disabled accomplice. He wasn't disabled, he was just ill. Yeah. Ill. As an as a <laughs> as an access to a pop starlet. Um you've sewed weapons of some form into him which is pretty smart actually to get him <laughs> into the zeppelin uh you've acquired more tickets than you physically need through the bullying of a student uh, at the university faculty and the manipulation of a starlet you've actually got yourself a ticket for the dead boy as well and formerly dead boy formerly dead boy <laughs> last game would have been uh, Saturday, August the 10th was in the in-game date where I gave out uh, the, your last newspaper. So I'm going to say it's Saturday, August the 10th. It's the morning of. Could Sean and Siavash please roll 2d6 for me, please? Yeah, no worries. Nice. Dr. Janice, you get the montage this week. Montage. So... Okay. Sorry, I say montage. It's not montage at all. Monologue. It's the monologue that starts the game. So if it's Saturday morning, what... I'm I'm guessing you guys stayed in the warehouse. You've probably been crashing in there late nights. If we say it's 9 o'clock of the day where it's going to kick off, what are you doing at 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning? Are you at the warehouse? You're doing things at your own personal place. Where, where is the scene that you are? Um, I would guess I'll be at the the warehouse, just at the desk, just thinking in my own head, really. So uh, I'm there, and you see me uh, fidgeting with my uh, left hand a little bit, and <laughs> not there, obviously. Thank you, Sand. I could just hear this, <laughs> oh, but in my head, I'm just going. He's gonna kill you, you know. Once he finds out you're his imagination. Hey, man, don't worry about it. It's fine. If you die, Pixis will just raise you back up. It's all good. And then you just hear Dr. Jazz go, Shut up, both of you. I'm not his imagination, he's mine. Yeah, but he interacts with the world. Do you imagine everything else? That's not the point. Shut up. He's not going to kill me. Yeah. What happens when he goes into the balloon without you? Does... If you're his imagination, <laughs> do you just end up at the end? Or does the mission fail? Whatever happens, you need to be there. You're right. I do need to be on that blimp. Fine. I'll be there. But you guys can't come out when I'm in that blimp. If you do, things will go to shit. Hey, if it goes to shit, it goes to shit, man. It's all good here. And then you just see him just still fidgeting with his left hand. Just, just nervous in his head. Dude, Janice is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So you guys are all... Um, it's morning. You're in the warehouse. There's screwed up junk food wrappers, like In-N-Out Burger, like wrappers screwed up and soft drinks. And uh, there's like coffee, disposable cups scattered around. And... I guess what I need before we move on, are you guys happy with the plan that you've got? What plan do we have? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, we're going to get on. We're going to smuggle ourselves in. We're going to um, have loads of weapons. We're going to somehow get to the pilot's area. Someone's going to control the crowd. And then we're going to get it flown to wherever we want to go. That's it. What's, what's to go wrong? Um, can anyone fly the plane? Nope. Okay. Well, we've got some information about the pilots, haven't we? 
Oh yeah, we were going to go onto the blimp and then you two with your psychic minds either take control of one of the pilots and get him to fly us to where we need to go. Brothers, I have this all under control. And they give you a little wink. Okay. Um, we're as so, prepared as we're going to be, Josh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so until showtime, you've basically got the day. Uh, I'm going to go around each of you, I guess, find out what you're going to do with your day. So I'm going to start with you, Lee. How are you spending the last day before showtime? Uh, I think he's going to... Devin's going to meditate for a bit. Uh, juggle for a bit. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, do some. Uh, was it some? Did I have some roller skates last time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, he's probably going to roller skate about a bit, listening to some music on his Walkman. Okay, nice chill, easing in to. Uh, and it'll be it'll be really snappy down. with people. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um... Now, I, don't, I wonder if I can give you anything for that. So... Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to take that as you're preparing for the next activity. Basically, by chilling. I'm going to give you three juice. So, juice is a tool that you can use to change the game. So, if you make a roll in a, really, in a situation to basically flip the situation around, you can spend three juice to help that. And I'm going to say I'm going to give you that juice because you're basically zenning yourself up. You're prepping your mind and body for go time by having this quiet time. So you've got three juice that you can mark somewhere on your character sheet. And at, at points with different actions, it might say that you can spend juice to modify the role. So I'm going to give you three juice for that. Samson. Samson, how are you spending Saturday before go time? Uh, I am returning back to my church. Uh, I'm recording uh, a two-hour and 16-minute-long YouTube video uh, <laughs> converting people to my church. Um, Excellent. Showing them the ways. It's, it's like a, uh, a religion I won't name uh, indoctr indoctrination video. Um, yeah, I know. Exactly. Designed to get these um, younger YouTube folks. I realise there's... Uh, the older people seem to be turning up, and, and but I'm not getting any new money. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hitting these tweener markets. Okay, I'm going to say that you can mark attention on uh, your church of the elder god, so you can mark that as an attention. Sweet. Uh, let's go, Pixis. How are you spending Saturday? Um. Well. Um. I still have a job um, as a mortician so I think I need to keep some upkeep on there you know not to stir any kind of intrigue as to where's this guy he's neglecting his work you know all these these dead people need to need looking after and and the missing boy presumably. and the missing boy you know so um, I need to kind of put a quell to that uh, and uh, I am quite concerned about the, the the staff list on the uh, the nouveau grand so i think maybe studying the the list and seeing which people are going to be the most kind of uh available to to manipulate and use in in our in our grand plan okay i like that uh, on your character sheet sean on your routine there it says i work the dead yep there should be an attention uh, button. Yep. There's three spaces. If you mark one attention, because you've put attention to your routine, uh, that's going to help you level it up. So if you get to three of them, I believe you can uh, suggest uh, an upgrade to it. Cool. So make it even stronger. So you've spent some time on your routine, and that's fine. And you've also had a little prep, we'll say, on the um, the guest list. And uh, ne no, Nevin's done. Uh, Doctor Janus. What are you doing with your last day before go time? I am going to try and see what we're going to do with the police commissioner that's on the bloody blimp. Okay. Why see what we're going to do? Is that are you investigating him further? Yeah. I'm, or are you I'm, I would just preparing to... specifically yeah, for just... something? Have you got something in mind? No, no. I'm just going to look through the uh, guest list and see who would uh, like influential people and see how, or like using my calculating mind, 
what things could go wrong, how they would try and react, trying to just guess what would happen and try and make a plan for when we see him. So I can either give you three juice, but you'd have to basically give me a method for how you'd use that juice. So you could say that basically as soon as you see him, you're going to basically plan to change the game by drugging him, for example. You're just going to like drug a drink and just knock him straight out. Or you could have three clues to ask me more detailed questions to give you more information so that you could be more flexible on the fly. What would you prefer? Uh, Juice, if you have a specific method, or clues to get more and more information on him? I guess I'll go for Juice. I'll see um, how I can try and take him out of the equation. So for you to use that Juice, you've got to basically give me a method for what you're prepping really here. So you can't turn up and say, "Well, I was, uh, I, I, I prepared for anything." Right. What? What? How do you think you can, you can? What's your go-to gut feeling for how you're going to try and handle him? Because you're right, he's he's one to, to watch. Can I? Is there any way I can use the university faculties to come up with like a concoction to knock him out, like um, something in the lab? Yeah. I'm going to make you. Um, I'll give you three juice for that. You'll still need... I'll give you three juice for a knockout um, serum. You still have to roll for it when you use it. But I'll give you three juice, and you can mark that on your character sheet. And if you can use it, you can add that as a modifier. But you'll still have to roll at the time. Right, gotcha. Okay, so you guys spend the day, respectively, getting your heads in in place. Um, And I would assume... Where are you meeting? Uh, there's a hot dog stand um, a block away from the tower. I think that's where we agreed at go time. Or is this like pre pre heist? Uh, go time. I think. I think it's time to give it a go. Yeah, there's there's a hot dog van uh, van with like an ex junkie that we all kind of uh, know. Um, and we stop for a a, a pre game hot dog uh, before go time. So we'll say it's about seven o'clock. You guys, Sean, I'm guessing you will. <laughs> Timmy, of course. Timmy through the 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 hustle and bustle of downtown. Um, there are neon lights glowing, garish pinks, blues, yellows, greens, into just beaming and crackling into the night sky, vying for your attention as you sidestep pedestrians and people with Timmy, um, just still animate in the in the wheelchair. Nevin, I have no idea how you're getting there. It could be anything from regular tube to rollerblades how you get into the meeting point he probably sketched on his blades <laughs> sketched <laughs> ne- nevin sketches across um probably with uh taxis beeping horns at him yeah as he cuts i think through them. he would have punched a couple of windows out of how old is nevin 17 <laughs> I want him to be like 40 like yeah, a 40 year old skitching around he's, he's, I, th- I would say he's probably like the, the early 40s I'm so old I didn't know what skitching was <laughs> I just used it like I knew uh, Janice how are you getting to the hot dog stand I guess I'm uh, skateboarding with Nevin brilliant in his wake the two unlikely scientists <laughs> skateboarding and sketching through downtown hustle and bustle on a saturday night we can sketch as... on the same cars it's cool <laughs> oh my god that's what sketching is oh i'm with you now uh and uh samson how are you getting to the hot dog stand uh i'm being escorted in the luxury uh, minivan cool um unfortunately um davina whose minivan it is this time uh, she's had to drop uh, one of her kids off at the dentist, so I'm sat next to a car seat, and it's lost some of its its appeal. While there's a two-year-old with a juice box sat next to me. <laughs> Brilliant. So you guys make it to Joe's dogs, uh, and you. It's just a stall. It's right next to like a steam vent from the subway, so there's subway steam just like billowing up. And uh, you've got these crackling lights that I mentioned and this, the constant influx of traffic as Nevin and, and uh, Janice kind of like uh, skid to a halt at, uh, next to you, Pixis. And Samson steps out of his vehicle and you all congregate around Joe's, which is this uh, hot dog shack 
uh, movable one with, with wheels that he just wheels on and off. And uh, Joe has got these really thick bottle rim glasses. Skinny, uh, swarthy looking fellow with scruffy dark hair and real sunken deep eyes. And he's just looking off into space as pedestrians just walk around you guys, just completely um, around you as you stand in this, this calm spot in the middle of the city. And above you, you can see the uh, extremely tall, looming structure of the White Star Tower. And currently, there is no uh, let's say actually, let's say currently, you can see the dirigible. The dirigible is docked on the roof and fastened. And there are a lot of pedestrians looking up, taking pictures. Um, you can even see a news crew uh, filming just slightly further down the street. What do you guys do? Gaben, four of the usual. And uh, Joe, just, his, his unfocused eyes suddenly focus on you and no reaction other than he just scoops up four hot dogs and uh, hands them across to you. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, I will smack one out of his hands. Brother, you know I'm vegan. Uh, and you can tell, like, I've done this fucking... We've met at this place, like, ten times, and I've done this to him every fucking time. <laughs> uh, he, he kind of, like, uh, looks... His shoulders slump, and he just goes... Sorry... And he's, he turns very, very slowly and lethargically and just loads up a vegan hot dog and hands it back to you. Um, and then Pixis leans down, picks up the discarded hot dog and places it in Timmy's hands. Oh. Just to make it look real normal. <laughs> you know, we don't want to... Timmy, t- t- Timmy <laughs> looks down at this hot dog in his hands and with a sudden burst of speed just shovels it into his, fa- into his mouth. He's basically pushing it down his throat the whole way in before he even starts to chew and like uh, a duck like swallowing food it just he just lifts his neck and kind of like does this sick sort of like rocking motion with his head as he forces it down and then he starts to chew it's disturbing and gross the way he consumes this as quickly as possible brother is timmy gonna hold himself together today uh, y- Yes, uh, the, the, the hot dog was, was merely a distraction from his, from his, from his pr- pr- primal urges to, to, to feast upon your, your, your loins, sir. <laughs> Jesus, well, keep him downwind for me. The smell of hot dogs are worse than the smell of his rot. Uh, and I'll put out my cigarette on his, like, arm or something and <laughs> flick the butt away. Okay, so you guys have the looming um, entry portal of the White Star Tower in front of you. There are security there. Um, they are this time dressed out in tuxedos. Um, they're putting on the works from the ground floor all the way up to the top. And you can see two big, um, broad, bald guys um, tuxedoed out, looking smart and actually very, very expensively decked. And they're already on the door from the ground floor. Wait, are we in tuxes yet? I guess we turned up in tuxes, right? Yeah, I can say you've dressed smart. Mm. If you want. Samson's who's in a smart, plum who's not, tux. I guess. Plum tux, yuck. Anyone else? Yeah, I have a tux of that. Uh, I'd have really uh, ill-fitting trousers on. A bit too, <laughs> a bit too tight. Just um, one leg slightly shorter than the other. Yeah, and um, a shirt that's done up the wrong like a button down so it's <laughs> one side's higher up than the other and a bow tie um, nice. I think uh, uh, Pixis is, is oh, kind and, a sh- of... and a really shit wig <laughs> <laughs> nice um, I, I think uh, as, as Pixis is uh, supposed to look like uh, Timmy's carer maybe he's got kind of uh, more uh, of, of a doctor's approach to, to his, his formal wear you know maybe a stethoscope nice. just to kind of throw people off they're like oh that, that, that boy with his protruding belly he needs his uh, he needs his lungs listening to or something you know and that's his really creepy carer <laughs> what's Timmy wearing have you dressed Timmy up um, yeah. For the nines. Yeah, definite like bow tie. Um, he's got a suit jacket on, but it also doubles up as a hoodie because he's a young boy. He's like cool, you know. Um, and he's <laughs> obviously got sunglasses on because we don't want people to see his uh, weird sunken eyes. And um, he's got a lollipop in as well because he's cool. 
<laughs> All right, what do you guys do? You're standing on the street. You've got Joe's dogs kind of giving you a little bit of cover as you can survey and see these two goons at the, the entry to the White Star Tower. It's go time. Does anyone have any questions before we go? Who has the tickets? Uh, we, we just ask for them on the door. We, we, we've already got ahead with this. I thought we had the tickets. Don't we have the tickets? You, you do. Yeah. You do have the tickets. Yeah. Um, I basically, thought we got you on the guest list. You, you, you did that too, but you would know that you'd have basically, you'd have been given paper versions of the tickets, which you then exchange at the reception desk at the top, and they would give you um, like a, a card with a barcode, which would get scanned, and it's almost like your passport into the skies. It would get scanned in and out, and um, that get you on. And you're absolutely sure about this, Janice? Yes, yes, I have to come. It'll be better from there. If, if you think, uh, brother, you're going to get a little bit confused about who you are, let me know and I'll, I'll convince you to jump off the side of the blimp. I think that might be best. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> I guess we go in. Okay, so you walk in and the ground floor lobby is a, a maze of activity. It's kind of full, almost as full as it what it was at peak tourist time uh, when you came and scouted it out beforehand. There are security around, but they're not an overbearing presence. However, there are at least three news crews uh, shooting various pieces that you walk past as you come in. And there are staff um, chatting and escorting people to the, the correct places. That There is a central reception point in, in, the, in the foyer and there are rows of elevators, li lifts taking you up to the ground, to, to the top floor, basically, or various other stops if, if that's where you're going. The decor is wonderfully Art Deco and garish. There is a shiny uh, marble floor with black Art Deco geometric shapes uh, into it. There are beautiful fixtures of golden lights hanging from the ceiling and like plush, uh, almost like palm tree effect lighting arrangements uh, spread out around chairs and sofas all around the ground floor. And people are dressed to the nines and milling and circling around. Like, how how long till we get in the kind of exclusive bit? Is is it just the hoi folloi at the moment, or this is this is ground floor for you to get to the the guest list area? You're gonna have to take the lift all the way to the top to uh, basically the observation platform, where you would assume, from the uh, invite from the the tickets that you've got, you would basically um, be greeted there with drinks and escorted onto the dirigible. Like, Samson is going to make the most of this shit. Excuse me, I uh, I have tickets. Uh, let me pass. This this way, sir. We'll take you to the, the kiosk. We'll exchange these tickets. And uh, a small gentleman just leads you towards the, the reception desk. And you basically, because you've got a ticket, the whole group uh, gets ushered to the front. And Timmy helps a little bit with this, wheeling Timmy through. And you can see a young uh, blonde lady with curly blonde hair. Uh, she receives your tickets. She says, any more tickets, please? And she collects any tickets offered to her. She checks them diligently, and they have a barcode on So she scans the barcode and says, congratulations on the inaugural flight of the Nouveau Grand. Here, please take, take these. And these are small ID cards. They don't have your photographs on, but they do have a barcode uh, corresponding with the barcode on the invites. And uh, she says, please take these cards. They will get you access via the elevators to the top floor the observation platform where you'll be greeted by uh, our our staff, our, our waiting staff at the top with drinks and uh, aperitifs as we take you into the skies to dine. And to she dine. hands you yeah, yeah, I heard to dine. Oh. <laughs> to dine. <laughs> dine. To dine. And she hands you them. She says, and she points to the back, please. Uh, elevators are there when you're ready, gentlemen, and enjoy your trip. I'll stop for a second. Are you going to be on the flight? I wish. I wish. I will not be on the flight. It's fully staffed, I'm afraid. Give her the ticket. Yeah. We're, we're used all our tickets now. We've got a spare one, haven't we? No, we had more tickets than we did. Yeah, but that was before Janice was going to come. Okay. 
That's right. Timmy, you've got the, the four tickets used. She says, oh, we are very excited about about this. Maybe, maybe I could work my way up to being uh, on the staff someday. I'll give her a wink. Aim high. I think at this, sorry, at this point, uh, I think Pixis needs to uh, kind of make note of what's going on. Uh, you mentioned that there are film crews and camera crews and, and people doing pieces. Mm. Um, I think it's probably time to to maybe put Pixis in, in the forefront of everything just to kind of uh, conceal my, 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 my brethren is to kind of make focus of, of Pixis so that the guys can kind of work their magic especially Ooh. Samson I think uh, you know him with his uh, his mind control abilities he needs no focus on him so I think Pixis uh, approaches one of the cameras with Timmy and uh, I think the you know <laughs> the news piece is going to be very very excited about this you know young disabled boy goes on maiden flight so um, I think it'd be a good idea for Pixis to make a statement and to uh, to reassure everybody that's watching live right now that everything is going to be okay, you know, with the with with with, with some suggestion in there as well through through the, through the airwaves. <laughs> Make a change to the game roll. So roll two d six for me, Sean. And uh, if you've got any modifiers from your character sheet that you might want to add to that, let me know. So, is there any modifiers you want to add to that seven? Um, I think definitely uh, suggestion, um, just to kind of make sure that that the you know the. Uh, it's all getting out there to the people that there's no need to worry. There's going to be no, you know, it's not going to go wrong. Nothing is going to go wrong. Okay, on uh, that would give you a total of eight, and that's a change the game roll. So on an eight, uh, that is a hit. You succeed. Uh, you get one tag, one juice that's going to help you. So I'm going to I'm going to let you create a, a status of attention one. You um, do draw attention. As soon as you wheel Timmy over, squeaking across the floor, uh, and you just insert yourself into the shot with this glamorous African-American news anchor, and she sees you and smiles straight away. And instantly she she engages in a dialogue live on air, and and she says, Good evening, are you both uh, taking to the air tonight? Yes, indeed, madam. Uh, we shall be dining in the uh, in the Grand Nouveau. Uh, this is uh, this is this this is our uh, not not our. This is, I'm sorry. I know this is live, but uh, I just want you to know <laughs> that everything is going to be fine. This is Timmy, and uh, he is the winner of a competition. Poor little Timmy. He has. B- 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 McAvoy's disease, and he he really doesn't have <laughs> he really doesn't d- d- doesn't have long to live. So, uh, at the bequest invitation of the uh, of of, of the lo- lovely young pop star uh, Heidi, she she invited us to this uh, so that Timmy can enjoy his evening and just go out with a bang. I've given you a status of one attention, the face. You are drawing attention away with this move, I'm going to say, um, so that the other guys can kind of slip through a little bit. So I've given you that one status that may be useful for you. Uh, this 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 news anchoress, she does investigate, not investigate, she um, she questions you guys a little bit for, the, for the, the news and she's very graceful, she smiles, she's very charming and she spends a minute, minute and a half just chatting and she gets the lowdown from a real guest who's going up tonight. And you manipulate that rather well, and you draw attention a little bit away from the group. Whilst this is happening, anyone else doing anything? I guess I'm just trying. I'm be, I'll be eating canopies. <laughs> uh, there are no canopies on the ground floor, but you'd have to take the lift up to the top Fucking to get. Disgusting. <laughs> so Nevin's pissed off already. Yeah. Uh, good. Really pissed off. We got it. Just literally asking people, uh, where are the deviled eggs? <laughs> and um, you you say this to anyone that passes, and most people just look confused and just keep walking. Uh, one bumbling older gentleman is just and he's clearly got some sort of like he's not all there as an old man and he just gets pulled away by his wife because you look a little bit scary and aggressive yeah he's getting more and more aggressive anyone else doing anything whilst Shawnee's 
giving you a little bit of a free pass on the ground floor? No, I'm going to try and get upstairs. Like I said, there's a lot of cameras around here and we're about to mm. do something very serious. Yeah. You guys happy to go up? Sure. Yeah. Okay, you go into the lift. These lifts, um, you've been in them before, well, everyone apart from Pixis, uh, because you've scoped out the place a little bit as tourists. And um, they're high tech. They're very, very high tech. And um, you can see that there are a range of buttons, but also spaces to scan ID cards and such, including the ID cards that will get you to the top. Who is scanning to get taken to the top? Who's scanning their ID? I'll, I'll scan mine. You scan it, it beeps, and uh, like a, a female, almost like AI voice, responds with observation platform. And there is a ding, and the doors close, and um, you're the only guys in the lift. Another lift came down, and anyone else kind of like got ferreted into this one, but you get this lift to yourself. And it takes a little while. It's a fast lift, but it's a tall building. Just, just just, to shoot you all the way up to the top, all the way up from the ground floor to the observation platform level. 1,224 feet above the city. And as the door opens, it is so extravagant up here. There are, as soon as the door, as the elevator doors open and pull back, you see two uh, tuxedoed, uh, smiling security who pull their hands back and show you the view in front of you. And you can see very clearly that there has been a bar set up, a high-end bar with these beautiful glasses just shining on it. And drinks being filled by smiling waiter staff. There are uh, waiters walking around. And in slightly like, uh, it's not, it could be slightly gross the way that some of the women are dressed. Like you've got female wait waitresses in like, uh, almost like lace, um, lace stockings and um, almost like lingerie, but it's been done as like high end as possible, so it's a little bit like sultry. But it's also it's like a up 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 market Playboy girl, all black um, bodices and glove work, and they've got like um, bunny ears, black bunny ears on the head, and there's a, a, a smiling blonde waitress, and she's got. Uh, champagne on a on a uh, a tray in front of her, and she smiles and approaches you guys with her champagne glasses. And you can see that um, at the top here is the gangway that will lead you onto the dirigible. Can I try and see uh, match names to faces so I can see who's on the guest? Yeah. Name? I'm not going to let you roll for... Ah, stuff it, I will, because it makes me do things. Um, make a... Investigate. It will generate clues. Ten. Ten is very, very good. Uh, did you add any modifiers for that? No. Uh, you can spot... Um, you can spot specifically... The recognizable tennis ace, Wolfgang Clifton, with his long um, brown mullet. And he's wearing shades and a white tuxedo. And he's got his beautiful date with him. You can recognize Margot Moros, the actor and humanitarian, and her partner, the painter, Dee Shepard. You can recognize a lot of other people milling around, but these two just jump out of you. These are definite guests. Who are going to be sharing this flight with you? Cool. Anyone else want to do anything whilst you're milling around at the top here? There is a big press of bodies. There are, are quite a lot of people around here and staff. Uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking for some eggs. There are canapes. There is caviar and uh, like these thin wafer crackers with the caviar spread out on these tiny plates. You could easily snatch some of those if you're after some eggs. Yeah, and a, and a drink. Yep, there is easily, like, you could order specific drinks at the bar, like martinis and things, but there are uh, champagne flutes circling around if you're after something more specific, you'd have to go to the bar. I would, I'm would. i going to go to the bar and ask for a gramble. <laughs> I have no idea. What is a gramble? I don't know. <laughs> is it a real thing? Probably not. Uh, uh, okay, on that then, the, um, the waiter questions you and is like, how, how would you make a gramble, sir? Do you, do you know who I am? 
I assume you're a guest. And you don't know how to make a gramble. No fucking eggs downstairs. No fucking grambles upstairs. He instantly looks intimidated with the aggression that's coming off of you. Give, uh, me, the, you... give me the whiskey, the Cointreau, the f fucking whatever else. Sherb. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know if I can make you roll for this. Uh, I'm making a gramble. Okay, I'm. I think I'm not going to roll for that. But you, you bully him, and I'm guessing he gets the spirits out and kind of like responds to your pointing to get the right glasses to suit you, and obviously gets the wrong one, and you get pissed off and point into a different glass, and he basically makes it with your instructions in front of him. It is frosty and tense because he is so eager to please, but also very uncomfortable with the level you took it to so quickly. But he makes some concoction and he hands you the gramble. I hope you enjoy, sir. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I shall endeavor to be. And uh, he quickly hurries off to help someone else get a drink. Do we know how long this flight is going to take? Yeah, it'll be about a two-hour flight. So we have a two-hour flight. Okay, no worries. So you'll be served food over the two hours. Uh, maybe two and a half hours, actually, because, you know, there's no rush. Okay. And you can see people are starting to board the dirigible. You recognize, actually, uh, because you've been prepping for it, um, you recognize Pixis and uh, Janus, the commissioner, Commissioner Martin and his wife being some of the first to go on. And he's chatting and laughing with the crew as, as he's led on. And he's, uh, he's a broad uh, man, probably early 50s, late 40s. He's got a brown buzz cut that's starting to turn to gray. Uh, he's got quite a strong jaw, clean shaven. And he's wearing a suit. He's not wearing a tuxedo. He's wearing a suit. Quite modest, really, considering his position. And his wife is possibly slightly older than him. Uh, she's a homely-looking, smiley woman. And they're some of the first guests to board the dirigible up the gangway. Do we see their... Uh, oh, there's no plus one, is there? No, sorry. Um, I'll go to the rest. Should we go on... The blimp and see what we can do before the rest of the guests come. Or should we wait till everyone's boarded? I mean, we can always stand to enjoy the luxury for just a, just a few minutes. If, if you would like to wander on, um, and his eyes are like following some of these um, waitresses. Have any, any of you guys ever tried a gamble? <laughs> That's a gramble. Gramble, gamble. <laughs> I didn't invent it. <laughs> What are those things floating in it? Bits. Grits. That sounds absolutely delightful. So I think I think I think I'll take Timmy over, and I'll order myself a gramble and a virgin gramble. Sounds sounds perfect. You get the exact same waiter staff, and as soon as you order the gramble, <laughs> his face drops. It, he's, he, he looks genuinely scared, and you think you can see his hand shaking a little bit as he starts to make it. I'm, I'm looking goes, at him. I'm really eye-fucking him from afar. You think you can see a bead of sweat just drip down from his brow as he tentatively comes over to you, Pixis, under the watchful gaze of both Timmy and Nevin, and, and provides you with a virgin and a regular gramble. Here you go, sir. I hope you enjoy. Uh, very, so very kind, sir. Samson's going to walk up. Uh, um, brother, um, just a Mexican taint, please. <laughs> he scratches his eyebrow in clear frustration. You can see he's starting to get this like nervous tick now. His, eye, his, his right eye is just like, spasming a little bit with like blinks. And, and he just says, what's, uh, what's a Mexican taint, please, sir? I, know. I can't say I've heard of that one. <laughs> You're asking me what a Mexican taint is. I'm saying this quite loud. I'm going to start walking over for the for the promotion as well. And he just says, I've been a barman for for five years. I'm sorry, I don't know that one. Could you, could you explain how to make it? Listen. I'll, I'll, um, I'll happily make it for you. I'll just give me a gramble. It's fine. Ugh. No, no, no. No. 
He stops. Have your brain functions stopped? Make the man a Mexican taint. Andale. I will make him the taint. And he goes over and he basically gets goes to get like a tall, thin uh, tumbler. And he's looking to you to see if he's got to the right glass. Oh, I gets, won't give him anything. He picks the tumbler up. And then he goes over and, and goes towards vodka. And picks... And then changes his mind and goes tequila, and just free pours. I, I will just yell, "Racist!" <laughs> it makes him jump, and he drops the tequila, and it smashes on the floor, and the whole place turns and looks at him in this exceptionally posh place. And then uh, there is a, a black man with the most incredibly long dreadlocks. He's got red, round. Uh, glasses, rimless glasses on, and this wonderful suit with a slight green tint, dark green tint, and he just lets out a cheer and the whole place cheers and laughs and claps, and this poor poor uh, poor waiter just kind of goes, tell me how to make it! (laughs) It's it's one point chocolate syrup, one part (laughs) It's, it's, it's just uh, lemonade with a dash of lime served in a single nacho. <laughs> <laughs> he just met gets you a lemonade and just goes, here's your, here's, your, here's your lemonade. And he just puts it down. Oh, cheers. And I walk uh, off like nothing happened. What was he going to say, Seafash? I, I love how we left downstairs got on the elevator because we didn't want to raise suspicion and then Sandy just <laughs> shouts racist <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the so, focus was on him, not me. At this point, uh, the gentleman from your bulletin board from the warehouse is one of the faces that you'd, you'd actually got locked on. He is uh, the lead uh, the lead staff, basically. The, I can't ever say it. Maitre D? Maitre D? Maitre D. He's the Maitre D. Um and he's wearing a black, very smart suit. He has incredible poise, and he's rather a tall gentleman. And he stands uh, at the en- at the door that leads up to the entryway, and he just rings a bell, and silence gradually falls. And he says, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the inaugural flight of the Nouveau Grand Zeppelin at the top of the White Star Tower. If you have adequate refreshments." We are ready for you to come aboard. It's showtime. Let's do this. Samson's going to immediately run over to the canapé lady. Uh, and he's going to fill a pocket uh, with as much <laughs> caviar as he can. Uh, and like, is there, what other kind of canapés are there? Um, there's like smoked salmon. There is uh, basically like a shot actually of like, it's a pea mojito so uh, oh, it's a that... cucumber and pea mojito that's basically shot it's a very small little shot but it's incredibly flavoursome so it's just like greeny pasty perfect I'll take that as well and uh, she kind of looks very like weirded out that you just stuffed it into your pockets <laughs> but she just says have a good evening sir I, I, I get hungry sweetheart and I'll give her a wink and uh, instantly the charm's on and she smiles and she just says, me too. And she kind of walks off with this big <laughs> smile and, and, and just walks off. Are you guys boarding the Nouveau Grand? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the blueprint page. Whoopsie. So this is a rough blueprint of the floor plan. Did no one um, see my masterpiece on the last one? It took me like the yes, whole time we were it was it. amazing. I did <laughs> see that. So this blueprint is pretty basic, uh, but it'll give you a rough, rough idea. So there's two levels to it. You basically uh, join the Nouveau Grand from a dropped staircase. And from this high up, you can see the whole of the city below you and it's full of lights and noise. And it's a clear night. The present mist that you'd seen for the whole week has just dropped off and you can see everything, this beautiful open city. And any of you that suffer from fear of heights, 
you definitely get a wave of vertigo as you are above everything in the city. This is the tallest building and you can see it just opening up all around you. And this gangway, this, 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 these, this dropped ladder is probably big enough for two abreast to climb up and it's fastened incredibly securely. This is the most high-end engineering and you can either go up in single or double file and you climb this staircase onto what is the actual gangway of the underside of the dirigible. And heading from the map, it looks like you're going towards the left, is a door doorway that will lead you into the reception foyer. And behind you, you can see from your research that this is there is another smaller doorway that will lead you towards the cockpit at the front. And you are ushered uh, into the reception foyer, which opens up in front of you as this beautiful, uh, it's fake marble because they, they don't want the exceptional weight, but it's this beautiful uh, fake marble, marble foyer with sculptures and uh, beautiful uh, uh, designer settees and lounge areas. And there are wait to staff and people sitting. You can see the hotel heiress Claudine Chabon and her date chatting to the director Pablo Gribbin, who looks a little bit grumpy, but that's his style. He's just intense. You can see uh, other people that you, you may or may not recognize. You think you recognize the financier Edward Danner. He's this short, older gentleman with white hair and glasses who's incredibly rich. And he's cracking jokes to people, anyone that will listen. And him and his husband are just laughing. And milling around, you've got the same, uh, you've got uh, waitresses milling around and you've got the maitre d' uh, just making sure that everyone is comfortable. Beyond, you've got an exit that goes into the sky bar, which you can see this lush, incredibly expensively decorated bar, which will be a bar above the skies. Uh, there is a bar that you can't see, you have to go into the room to see it, but you're peeking in, you can just see just the most comfortable, uh, stylish, uh, leverage arm back chairs and uh, bar, uh, bar stalls by the window so you can overlook this, this amazing view of the city. And just beyond the reception foyer is the glass-bottomed atrium. It's almost like a narrow corridor leading towards the restaurant, which you can't see into just yet, but it's glass-bottomed. There is like a rectangular glass bottom in the middle so that you can literally look down at the city underneath you. But the walls are not wasted in the atrium. Along one side you have the toilets, but on the other side you have got some amazing uh, art being used on there. Quite abstract pieces, and if any of you guys are arty sort of characters you think you might recognize or you can see that these are the works of an artist an abstract artist called Cy Twombly and they're rather expensive and uh, quite tasteful and people are milling around and you can see the gentleman who started the cheer uh, with the dreadlocks and the round rimmed glasses he's admiring some of the artwork in there and he's chatting to uh, oh, actually who you recognize as the pop starlet Heidi who is now without her friends she's chatting to this this fella uh, when you say expensive these pictures are we talking like proper multi-million like a reason someone would steal the blimp expensive or um, the blimp would be worth so much more the paintings themselves are expensive they're not like Damien Hurst million pounds but they're like not too far off that level they're kind of like they're still probably A grade paintings so Samson clocks one just as a, a little bit of money on the side. He doesn't think any of the, the rest of the group are cultured enough to notice, so he thinks it, it might be a, a nice little sideline for him. So you definitely mark what is the most tasteful to you if you think you can get it. There's definitely one that catches your is, eye. Are they all stuff. like, how big are we talking these pictures are? Is there a smaller one? Um, no, they're quite large. They're, large. they're probably, the smallest would be like A5. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, that'll go nice in my toilet. That's okay. <laughs> okay. What's uh, what's the security like? So, security-wise, now you've actually got onto the the Nouveau Grand. Uh, you can see that I'm looking at the wrong sheet. Sorry, there are two security guards. There is one just milling around the reception foyer, and you see uh, one walking around the sky bar. Are they, Which, have they got any visible weapons or anything? Make an investigate check. <clears throat> They shouldn't do. On a blimp, they shoot a gun. Therefore, everyone dies. 
<laughs> yes, finally I can do something. Oh my god. Is there anything you can modify that with out of interest? Uh, that's what I'm just actually looking at. Mechanical, electrical, uh, underworld reputation. That's a crew theme. Mm, I don't think so on that one. That's more like to intimidate. Uh, no, I don't think there is. Okay. So I'm going to say that you actually... I'm going to complicate things big time for you with that. You can see weapons. You can actually see, as the tuxedo jacket of the one that's walking through the sky bar billows a little bit, you can see unmistakably a handgun. These guys these guys are packing handguns. I haven't been searched. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a taser, a riot gun, and a cleaver. So. <laughs> and, and the element of surprise. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> Okay, what are you guys doing? As <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I love it. Um, Samson's gonna excuse himself uh, and just nip into the toilet. Uh, he's gonna scope around in here. Okay, you can see that there are uh, two cubicles and urinals and lovely soap, really nice soap. Is there anyone else in here? Not at the minute. No, you've got it to yourself. Uh, is there a camera in? Like, I'm going to be subtle, but is there any kind of camera or recording equipment in here? Make an investigate check. Uh, uh, Fail. There's use... cameras everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I use anything? Uh, Looking at your pee hole right now. No, I don't think I can use anything. So, call uh, moves. Seven. Seven. Um, there are no uh, cameras discernible like bugs or anything like that that you can see in the toilet tonight. Okie dokie. Uh, he'll go and he'll wash his hands once and then smell this divine fragrance. And... Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's like some sort of sea kelp mixed with like black pepper. And it, it's clearly very, very expensive, this soap. Uh, it will take a quick look around, make sure no one's looking. And he'll put a little bit on his neck like aftershave. Oh, Jesus. That's so classy. <laughs> and he'll reach in and rub some on his armpits. <laughs> okay, that's fucking horrible, but you do. Does anyone see? No, there's no one in there. No, he'll also take a handful and, and rub the gooch. <laughs> and you have the disgusting realisation that three of your pubes are left embedded into the soap as you put it back on the side. <laughs> oh, see, so you actually just used the soap bar. Yeah, I like uh, that. Disgraceful. Um, and it'll, it'll just turn the soap over. <laughs> <laughs> How distinctive is the smell of the soap? Oh, it's as soon as he comes out, you just think, oh, wow, he smells ten times better than what he did before. But does it smell... Is is the smell of the soap quite... Uh, it's tasteful. Quite, so will people start to notice that he smells like he's cleaned himself in the soap? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it depends how you roll, because <laughs> I could do nothing till you roll bad. But is this a fucking room full of bloodhounds? That... <laughs> high end, high end waiter stuff. There you go. It started. They are going to try and steal this blimp. That gramble stuff killed me. That that was completely unexpected, and as a result. This weekend, I'm going to attempt to make my version of a gramble. I'm going to try and film it. I'm going to put it on our Twitter, which is at Murder Hobros. I'm going to try and encourage the other cast members to have a go at making their versions of a gramble. Key, key ingredient, bits. It's got bits in. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. If you're curious, check out our Twitter. And if you're adventurous, have a go yourself and include us. Show us what goes into your gramble. And you never know, the winning one becomes canon. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed the show, obviously you can follow us at Murder Hobros. You know where I am too. Said it enough times. Hope you're well. Hashtag be better. Hashtag Mexican taint. Hashtag make mine a gramble. Take care, guys, and see you in a week's time. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.